You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can plead the country, you can change your name, you can spank your bare ass for the neighbors so they can get a glimpse of the blood moon before they go to bed. Because that shit was late. But nothing. Nothing will save you from the watch list. Good evening, everybody. So, am I just losing my shit or, yes. you know, the blood? Yeah, well, that's, that's a given. The blood moon, you know, it's a, it's a really rare event, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, I just seem to remember, didn't we have a blood moon? Like, this, this, in 2018 we did, didn't we? I thought we did. Or something I don't know similar. what they are. Because we were talked be about on the show. Because, again, people were like, you know, religious leaders were coming out and saying, it's the end of the world. I thought this was <laughs> an eclipse. Yeah, I thought that was, well, you know what? Maybe that is the difference. I thought Be- this was eclipse. This is the 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 blood eclipse. And then the one before it was just a reflection of light. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Remember because we talked about how the blood was going to turn red, et cetera, et cetera, because of. Gosh, somebody needs to call in and remind me. I'm old. My friend Aaron on the show because he's the one that I always tag you in his videos, and he does. Now he he's beginning to almost do it like weekly or a couple times a week, where he talks about what signs are in which um, planets and such uh, uh, during certain months, days, how that affects the world and how that affects people individually. So I find that interesting because he would know all about that. Yeah, I'm, I've been hearing, like, that's been the buzz of the week, really, is about what to look for astrologically. Um, if you can remember that, um, the, the, where the blood, the blood, excuse me, where the moon turned red, but it wasn't the eclipse. Uh, that's 248-579-5260. Um, so I do have a lot of good news. Speaking of astrology, um, yeah, it's good. And I want to start on on a a high note uh, and end on a bad note. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) So according to Bustle.com, the January 2019 full moon is all about living your best life. Mm -hmm. By the way, there's not going to be retrogrades this year. What? What? How is that possible? (laughs) That's what they're saying. So whip out your full moon journal, lunar lovers. January's end of the month full moon is a triple threat. The full moon, which will rise in Leo, is also a super blood moon and a total lunar eclipse. It's a lot. But we'll breathe our way through this astrological event. It helps by understanding what it means when a full moon is in Leo. Prepare to take a show-stopping bow before drawing the velvet curtains on what life has been like since February 2017. Uh, If you Are you guys? You're not a Leo. You're an Aries. I'm an Aquarius. Okay, you're a wild card. Yeah, that's accurate to my personality. Um, this is not the age of Aquarius. Um, my uh, my friend Heather's a Leo. If you know a Leo, love a Leo, or are a Leo, you understand that the sign uh, loves the spotlight like a cat loves a warm spot in the sun. Aw. Uh, when the full moon is in Leo, all zodiac signs explore their spot in the light. For all zodiac signs, this lunar transit through Leo focuses on a central theme. According to an astro-seek, this could be interpreted as when you get into the spotlight, you may find yourself at a loss. Maybe you should admit your fear and criticism. 
fear of criticism and your inability to accept criticism. It's very important to accept feedback and use for self-improvement. Um, but this full moon in Leo marks the end of five eclipses occurring in Leo since February 2017 because January's full moon and lunar eclipse is the bookend of all the eclipses before it. It'll conclude and illuminate the life lessons we've learned since February 2017. According to astrologer Chani Nicholas, this eclipse helps us tap into and explore the potency of living out our potential when we are allowing unique self-expression to surface and take flight. There's a creative energy in the air and you could be more confident than ever to live out your best life. As full moons are all about the completion of a cycle, the brightness of the moon could shed some lunar light on things that are no, that no longer serve you, uh, which pairs well with this theme of learning lessons in relation to creative expressive Leo. Say self-doubt has been holding you back from Instagramming that artwork you've been working on. Now maybe be the perfect time to let go of negative thoughts that hold you back. While this full moon and super blood moon and the lunar eclipse may be heavy, digging up pains from lessons past, like the literally painful blister uh, from that very hot sheet pan carrying cookies, sorry, uh, consider it an astrological spa day. Forever Conscious writes, it seems that all of us are being called to detoxify the mind, body, and soul level before we can move through the rest of the year. You've put in the work for almost the past two years on themes relating to creativity and self-expression and relationships, like the one with yourself. Now is the time to reflect on the lessons, the progress, and move forward, making the changes that need to be made. Cookies taste better when they've had a little time to cool. Um... So, yeah, and it's going to be a great, uh, uh, they say it's going to be a great projection for women, women and money, and uh, money is changing is the initiative. Um, so that's a great thing. I need some money. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, me too. Dude, 2018 uh, was like 2012's bitch sister. <laughs> for real. That's pretty accurate. Both were kind of rough. <laughs> It was. I remember I mean, there were like, um, gosh, in the street there were like these signs that said 2012 that people were beaten with baseball bats because it was just such a terrible year. It really was. Oh, a lot of this. Yeah, that was a rough year. The whole entire year was just total shit. Yeah, man. 2018 wasn't that bad, but it was pretty freaking rough, man. It was. And I feel like the new year, because our calendar is just different. Um, the new year didn't start for most people until the 19th, which happened to be my mom's birthday, um, because we are entering a new seven year cycle. Okay. So every seven years, like even our bodies change, like everything dies and becomes new again. Um, so this is the beginning of that cycle and that begins January 19th. So I know Gloria in particular, our friend, um, she said, she's like, I had a great 2018 and then 2019 started so shitty. I feel Aww. so depressed. And then that got me thinking once the 19th hit, I was like, well, probably because it, it's just a calendar year. The year right. didn't officially start until January 19th. And that's on what other calendars? How, where is our, ours different from? Everyone's? Probably. This is all just theory. Oh. Because they say the seven year cycle didn't begin until January 19th. So I'm like, well, is that the true new year? I mean, I'll take it. The last two days have been great, so right. <laughs> there, there has been a shift in two the days. air. <laughs> I'm over here, like, like 
Oh, uh-huh. right. <laughs> well, we are going to have bad days. We're having a rough New Year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I saw a picture of the planets and they said that everything is perfectly aligned right now where there's no retrograde, which is very rare. Yeah. Where none of the planets are in retrograde. Everybody can breathe. So perfectly aligned. Uh, In harmony. No one's fighting blocking anyone else's spotlight. Nope. No shine blockers. (laughs) No one's trying to take over. Mm -hmm. I have a good feeling. Actually, I was telling Jess that um, during the the blood moon last night, I wrote myself a check from the universe. I was like, you wrote yourself a check? I did. I did. It's in my Can you wallet. write me a check too? <laughs> <laughs> write your own damn check. You know, um, Jim Carrey did that before. He did? Yeah. yeah. And what was it for like five million? Oh, and that's was, why he got paid for his, for whatever it was. It was a million dollars for acting services rendered and he got it for the mask. Yeah. Yep. I thought that was just the coolest story. Talk about like putting something out in the universe and have the exact thing that you want to come right back to you. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. I'm going to do that soon as I get home. <laughs> Especially today is the, f- the full full moon. The, I'm gonna leave the it. flaffle moon? The flaffle. <laughs> flaffle moon. Do you have to sign the check? <laughs> <laughs> or you just write it out. You know, it's weird. It's a, I didn't, I don't usually have checks, but I happen to have them because I started a new bank account and I hadn't even opened the checks. And uh, I got a reading the other day and uh, Christy, our reader friend, had suggested, she's like, it's the 19th. That's the start of the new seven-year cycle. She goes, it's the blood moon. You need to write yourself a check. And she did it, too. She oh, wait, always gives is- really good advice. And every time I take her advice, something magical happens. <laughs> I'm all about that. So this is the year that the seven years starts anew? Yep, it's a new cycle. Awesome. I have so much hope right now. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> she's yeah. like, I'm leaving this show like... Damn, I didn't realize I got it all together. Bye, but this guys. Year have a good night. Stop great. your own show. No. Right. <laughs> I just wrote myself a check for a we'll million dollars. I'm bouncing out the door. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> for real. I'm about so. to make a new uh, mask movie. <laughs> <laughs> just like the mask, too. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, there's also um some astrological events. I probably won't read this whole article but things that you should mark in your calendar i know um some shows we have that sort of meet this theme of astrology and we just kind of go with it and sometimes it just goes well today is astrology we haven't done much of that lately Uh, but mark your calendar according to refinery29.com mark your calendar for these 2019 astrological events uh, another year, another slew of astrological events to keep track of. If you were blindsided by every retrograde and full moon that came your way, mark your calendar, um, mark your 2019 New Year's resolution to mark the dates here into your Cal ASAP. Uh, but from what we already can tell, the skies are killer and should be relatively kind to us this year. Uh, first, the very good news. Neither Venus nor Mars will be in retrograde next year. After the summer of retrogrades we survived in 2018, having two of four planets stay direct for all of 2019 uh, will feel like a celestial vacation. Uh, in place of too many planetary shakeups, the moon will throw us a curveball next summer when it hits the new phase twice in July. Its cycle will continue normally, uh, but be aware that this month may bring you double opportunities to rest and uh, if if you wish, hit the reset button on any area in your life. And one more heads up, uh, next year will feature just as many eclipses as 2018. Uh, sure, on 
one hand, these solar and lunar events can signal evolution and positive change, but on the other hand, they can really throw our regularly scheduled life through, through a loop. So it's good to know when you'll need to brace for impact. Ahead, find out when all the new moons, full moons, eclipses, retrogrades, okay, so and zodiac seasons will occur in 2019. Okay, so January, let's see. January 20th, Aquarius season begins. Yes! Wait, January what? 20. Oh. Yeah, it just passed. Yesterday. This is, this is the season of Aquarius. Um, <laughs> at total lunar eclipse, 21st is the full moon. Okay, February 4th is the new moon. Uh, and February 19th, Pisces season begins. Um, okay, so the first Mercury retrograde, I was wrong, begins March 5th. Uh, Aries season begins March 21st. Oh, there's another. Okay. So the mer- first Mercury retrograde starts March 5th and ends on March 28th. So, yeah, March is going to be a hell of a year <laughs> or a month. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look for when the next Mercury retrograde is because that's all I give a shit about. And we won't have another Mercury retrograde until July 7th. Well, it's better than it was. Yeah, it's a lot better. So so far, <laughs> I just Venus see retrograde. Too. Then you got hit with your Mercury retrograde or whatever. Yeah, like last this last year. Oh God, there was like it was back every to back. time. I swear to yeah, God, every like time every, we turned around, was like, Mercury was in retrograde. Uh, Venus is in retrograde. It's like hey, the majority you, of we would like call each other like, Hey, Venus is not in retrograde anymore. But bam. Mercury's in retrograde now. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> retrograde just just did not let up, and there's also um, there always seems to be like this dust settling after retrograde too, so you still kind of experience it's that it. Aura that still comes off of it. Oh but, yeah, it's like the lingering mm, fart vibrating still into your body, affecting your life. Mm-mm. Release exercise them demons. I can't play. What's his name? Song. How's your kids? How's your wife? How's your <laughs> How's your husband's? Because <laughs> retrograde's coming to rip everybody out here. Retrograde is coming to rape you. <laughs> Retrograde is coming to rape everybody out here. Seriously. It does sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. But of course, where there is rejoice and new beginnings, there's always those religious fanatics coming out being like, it's the end of times because the red moon is red. It looks like blood. I like blood. It matches my nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to buy this blood painting for my son. So, speaking of... Speaking, whoa, that was me. That? I think it was me. Oh, God. Something's happened. I should not have said anything. Um, Speaking of blood, uh, so... <laughs> Remember when we had uh, Omar and... um. Um, excuse me. We had Omar and we had Beverly Fish, right? Yep, and we um, had Tina. Y- Tina? Nicole, what was her name? It was, her name was Nicole. Southern, uh, Sutherland Shook. Okay. So, um, I remember Beverly had said something about if you, <laughs> if there's an evil entity, it can affect someone if they are depressed enough and let them enter your and take them over or in certain situations when these people allow these negative things to come into their life. And she said that their eyes would go black um, if they were too far gone. So 
I just found this interesting, and I wondered how often this, this happened because she said, and when she was on the show, if you think about the world and all the chaos, you you wonder how many times these incidents have happened because of evil presence had taken over their their bodies because of whatever situations they were in. Right. So I was reading this story last night that had nothing to do with that, but it caught my attention in that sense because the story was about this lady who had two kids and she started dating this guy and she thought that he would change his life around. Anyways, long story short, she died because he lit her on fire at a gas station. Jesus. And she was live after that for like a year, a year and a half. But she was in the hospital having all these treatments. And she was on so much medication for pain that she had to wean herself off. And six months before she passed away, she was able to wean herself off this medication so that she could testify against him to say, this is the person who sent me on fire because then he needed to know for sure um, who the person really was that did, did this to her. Because right. at this time, they didn't really know. Because I think he might have fled the scene or something. Right. Um, so she weaned herself off the medication just to testify. Because uh, according to the law or whatever, they, they want to make sure she was sa- of sound mind. And, right, and right. That she wasn't drugged up saying this stuff. So Because right. you, you can't imagine how much pain you had have to be in having like... Right. They said her shit. body, 90% of it was burned. Ugh. Um. She did end up passing away because of the complications with it. But like I said, six months before she passed, she actually testified and they had a video of her talking about how it happened. And she said that she remembers when he lit her on fire right before he walked up to her. And before he lit her on fire, she said his eyes went totally black and he just had this weird like intense look in his face before he and i found it interesting that she said that he his eyes went totally black she's like i've never seen that before his eyes just went totally black and then he lit me on fire and um so it makes it makes me wonder you know i I wonder in those situations where the people talk about the eyes going black yeah they weren't even talking about that part but they were just saying you know i'm glad that she before she was able, uh, before she passed, she at least had her last, you know. Oh yeah, uh, they convicted the guy, right? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, it oh. is interesting that she made it a point to say that. Yeah, she was like, his eyes went totally black, and I've never seen anything like that before. He he just snapped, and um, but that's one thing that stood out to me because I thought about what Beverly said. And it makes you wonder if people are, can be possessed like that and make their eyes go be- uh, black and make oh, them absolutely. do evil things. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because especially since she said, like, I've never seen that. She said she's never seen that in him before. Right. I wish I, um, I should look up the video, but she said, I think she said she's never seen anything like that before. But what an asshole. Was it him or was it the devil? Seriously. Yeah. Oh my god. I hope he rots in prison for the rest of his life. Shit, really, if I'm being honest, I hope somebody lights his ass on fire, puts him out with water, then lights him on fire again after he like, you know, dries off. Or accidentally tries to put him out with gasoline. Oops. <laughs> Whoops, sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. Here's another match. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my god. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know how or why. I think that maybe they got into a fight and he he did that. Good God! But no matter the reason, it wasn't obviously good enough reason. Could you to have do to that be to like anyone? A, a stone cold monster, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jesus, Ugh. it's crazy. It's so crazy. yeah, I just found that's extremely sad, but also. Was it the, the demon? The point that she remembers that, you know, after all that, she remembered that his eyes went black, which I found was interesting. Try the last thing she remembers of them being a fire. How awful. But I'm glad she was able to testify because I think that your soul would probably not be at, as at peace if you didn't have that last say and, and be able to... Um have him convicted. Yeah, she and probably especially will. Especially since she had live. two little kids that she, you know, she left behind. So, God, God, that makes it so much worse. Holy shit. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes me wonder if she just willed herself to live enough to say, I, I just want to testify against this guy and then just kind of relax after that. But, yeah, I mean, we need yourself off medication when you're in that much pain and then to get off your pain meds. To be able to testify, you know. That is crazy. Interestingly enough, that leads me into, I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, There is, right now, there's this woman named Jody Medic. And she gives these lectures all around the world about augmented and virtual reality. Oops, excuse me. Um, and what it can do in the medical field. Um, and she was actually one of the women who worked on um, the um, big dog robotic, the dog that they have on the battlefield that recognizes hand signals and et cetera, et cetera. Um, what she's doing right now is she is through conditioning and rewiring of the brain through virtual reality is – um, create. I, I don't want to say creating superhumans, but she is in a sense. Um, she's tapping into abilities that were always there, but have been taken away from people. So she's restarting the neocortex. For example, what reminded me of it was the burn victim and being in constant, constant pain. Well, they tested it out um, on someone who had you know these fourth degree burns all over the body just in constant pain, morphine doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. And they put them for a few hours a day in a virtual reality called Snow World, where they got to throw snowballs and et cetera. You know, there's snow everywhere. Uh, and it's very cold. And it's cold because it hijacks your senses. It's not just stimulating the visual cortex, mm-hmm. but it's sort of like – the neocortex is all those ridges in your brain that recognize a pattern and there's sense attached to it. Right. Um, so for a few hours a day, this burn victim would go through this and the rewiring of the brain that the brain believes that it's numb to the pain. Everything's cool. They don't feel it. So it's a, they condition the brain to sort of shut off the brain cells. And now that they also have, um, a helmet with a mouthpiece for people that are blind. And the mouthpiece has 100 by 100 um, pixels on it. 
Um, I'm probably not explaining this in the best way, but it goes on the tongue. So, you know, like an apple, if it was in front of me, it's more than just touch. It's taste. You can smell an apple. You know when it's an apple, even if you close your eyes. But what it does is when you place your hand on the apple, the uh, mouthpiece sensors pick like it just sort of reignites all of the senses and it begins to draw an illustration in your mind of what you're holding. So it's like being able to see again. Hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I know (laughs) we talk about robotics and AI and taking over the world and whatnot, but if it can help people, like if it can hijack the senses and help us, be able to do things that we weren't able to do before, like a paraplegic can walk again. This is incredible. And the reason I'm allowed to talk about this is because I'm writing a comic book um, based on her teachings that an app will be centered around that we're trying to get government funding for and get off the ground. But um, it's a wonderful opportunity. But the burn victim, like I'm, I'm, I really sympathize with that because from working on this project, Um, but uh, God, I, cu- I couldn't even imagine. On my worst day, like, that'd be th- something to think about to put things in perspective, you know? Yeah. It's like, you say pain is relative, but not that relative. I don't, I don't understand how people could do something like that, of that nature, or all the other horrible things that have happened in the world. But uh, as far as the robotics goes, um, I I've always find it interesting to think about how did someone one day think oh if i do this and this this will happen you know um as far as technology goes with what you just talked about but also other things you know how how certain drugs were made and how they knew you know uh, obviously there's laboratory testing with that stuff and trial and error but and probably the same thing with Robotics. Right. But I find it interesting that you can put something on the tongue, you said. Mm-hmm. And then it will makes you able to see the object that they want you to see, like you're holding it. and Yeah, and, it double, like, it picks up the senses even stronger. And from the tongue, that's how they can have the brain um, stimulated, too? Because mm-hmm, it stimulates the neocortex. Through the tongue? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Even I don't fully understand it. Like I can sit I here all day a and blood brain barrier with a lot of drugs. It either passes through it or it doesn't. And I wonder if that has to do anything with robotics too, in that sense, with um being able to affect I don't know. I don't know how that stuff goes. I just know I, can ask I know with pharmacology they talked about blood brain barriers and some that pass it some don't right so i wonder if there's anything with that too if if that's similar if that's or a not. challenge yeah yeah i could ask her because i remember um learning about uh the blood brain barrier when i was studying um i was researching ms yeah um but no I, I could definitely ask her and if you ever if anybody ever wants to look up our lectures they're very fascinating and they're on youtube a lot of them are only 10 minutes long. Um, uh, it's Jody Medic, M-E-D-I-C-H. And uh, she gives lectures all over the world. And she's in Mexico right now. Um, 
And she set out with the intention to create superhumans because she is obsessed with X-Men. She loves the idea of super people. And Who doesn't? Uh, right? So it's, and it's not only healing people, but it's making their cognitive processing even faster. For example, like it's removing all of the, um, the right steps in order to think faster. So it, you have even more working memory, like, you know, how you walk into a room and you're like, I don't even know why I walked into this room. Well, because human beings only have so much working memory. Um, but conditioning like this, actually over time, when you sort of layer the neocortex and make it that much faster in cognitive processing, you have more working memory. Ooh. So you're a faster thinker. Um, and then they have, she's developing AI that predicts um, that's similar to the neocortex. It recognizes your pattern, so it knows what you want even before you say it. So will that <clears throat> will that help with dementia and Alzheimer's? I asked about that, and she said that it's not off the table. But as of right now, there's no developments in that area in terms of what she's working on. It's going to be really expensive. Yeah. Oh, you know what she said also too. That's a, I'm glad that you brought that up. Her, you know, she actually says in her lectures, like, people go, oh, yeah, for, you know, for rich people, that'd be great. And she's like, no, this is, I want this for everybody. And that's why we're starting a nonprofit organization in order to make sure that everybody in every region, no matter what their economic status is, that they can all be able humans again. Well, I mean, I meant not even just getting the actual uh, treatment, but to have it tested on to go through the trial and error of it. Right. And to build it. That's why for, we're trying to get the money from the government to do it. Because yeah. <laughs> I imagine it. it's just expensive for all that Oh, equipment. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I don't even want to think about it. Can you volunteer to have her tinker around in your brain? <laughs> I, want her like, to, I want her to I tinker around in my brain. Like a speedier person. But I also wonder, like, if you know, that all worked or whatever. And she did all that stuff to people that are a little bit younger. Would it be some sort of like preventive maintenance for Alzheimer's or something? Because you would be quicker. So maybe you would have a slower degeneration rate. And, you know, over time, maybe if you degenerated a little bit, then it would almost be like what your old self was. Yeah, I think that's something that maybe she doesn't even know yet. Okay, I'm curious about yeah, that. Yeah, because I, I asked, too, about Alzheimer's and, you know, I was you know, asking for a friend. I asked him for myself. Um, but uh, she said no, and then she brought up the whole thing about, you know, the one, the strongest thing that's tied to sparking memories for people with Alzheimer's is still music. You know, nobody loses that. So, which, by the way, I hired a Rod Stewart impersonator to sing to my mom. Did you? I did. (laughs) It's really cool. The Donnie, actually, I should, I should make a shout out. Um, Donnie Rod, D O N N Y, the Donnie Rod show on YouTube. This guy looks a lot like Rod Stewart. Moves like him, great at the character. Um, very passionate about what he does. He made uh, a birthday video for my mom, which is still on his channel, the Donnie Rod show. Uh, her name is Pam, which is his birthday video, Pam. Um, which is really cool. He sang to her, um, have I told you lately? And then sang to her happy birthday and he's available, you know, for parties and, and gigs and, 
Um, I'm sure he travels. So, yeah, that's the Donnie Rod Show on YouTube. Also, DonnieRod.com. Donnie Rod. Donnie Rod. <laughs> Do you think I'm six? <laughs> it's one of my mom's top. You know, what's funny is that uh, <laughs> on, my, on my dad's side, I have an uncle who his brother looked just like Rod Stewart. <laughs> Was his name Don? No. Oh, but like, why should be the but same? But he dude? loved hearing it. Like, and this was back when, you know, he was. Uh, this was back when I was younger, so he was at his all time high. Oh yeah. Who doesn't love the rod, man? That's a great <laughs> amazing album collection, man. His discography is out of this world. And Isn't you know what's it? funny? He used to be a pro soccer player before really? he became a singer yeah i did not isn't know his, that uh, yep isn't his daughter a model or something she is and i remember her in an interview because they were like what was it like uh growing up with rod stewart as a dad and she's like Ugh, i hate it when he picked me up i hate it when he picked me up from school because all the teachers wouldn't run out and i'm like well i bang my dad exactly but i'm like at least your dad wasn't off on a drunken bender and actually picked you up from school. Right? Because that's most uh, rock stars, you know, right. kids' stories. You'd be grateful your dad is sexy and a good man. Right? <laughs> he actually sexy came and got you from right school. <laughs> Other rock stars forgot they had kids. Right, exactly. <laughs> Who? That's heroin. School. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, ugh, don't tell me my parents are attractive. <laughs> I'm still like that. Like at work. Don't dude, tell me they're sexy. This chick, like my dad was dropping off my vitamins and she's like, is that your dad? I'm like, yeah, he's a total dilf. And I'm like, ew. Ew. Don't talk about my dad like that. So I'm sitting there at the computer and she's like, I love it when you call me Big Pop. But I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. You nasty ass. Well, I, you know, one of my friends uh, in high school always be like, your mom. Oh, yeah, that's Your right. mom's so hot. I'm <laughs> oh, like, that's right. I forgot your mom is hot. <laughs> well, that's back when she used to use, like, those booty shorts, too. Yep. And it was even more annoying because I'm like, mom, put some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd all find it, this, like, the greatest thing ever. Oh, I went out and, um, yeah, some of the kids thought I was a kid, too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, that's nice. Out there gardening or Daisy Dukes. Yeah. That's awesome. Your mom is a very, very attractive woman. Now she's like, I remember when I was your age. <laughs> Live it up. <laughs> I'm like, mom, you still look good. What are you talking about? I was wearing Daisy Dukes then. And, oh, okay, I Daisy used Dukes to gar- right yeah. <laughs> I used to garden, literally, used to garden in Daisy Dukes. Butt yep. cheeks hanging out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the front yard, and cars would be going so slow about to get into a car wreck. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's safe for movies, though. That that was my childhood. That's funny. <laughs> yep. I'm like, put some clothes on. She's like, what? No one gardens like that. Come on. <laughs> Stacy's mom video? What the hell? Yeah. I think, yeah. Whenever I hear Stacy's mom, I think of your mom. <laughs> Holly's mom has got it going on. Is that the lyric she used to sing that song? Yep. <laughs> Booty you know, that wasn't out back when uh, my mom would wear her Daisy Dukes, but <laughs> if it was, I want to say it. Well, wait, she didn't last year? Is she still? <laughs> Sorry, my shoulder hurts. Um, 
She Sorry wears her that. little skirts now, but the Daisy Dukes, man, the Daisy Dukes she used to wear, literally little butt cheeks hanging out from the bottom. And I'm like, Mom, I love you, but please don't. I got friends coming over. <laughs> now all our listeners are probably like, post picture Holly's mom and butt. <laughs> There's your mom. Dudes are like on your mom. Facebook right now. Like, where's Holly's mom's right. pick up? You know, it's, you know. Not to keep going on about it, but you know what's annoying? <laughs> but I'm gonna. We just open up a can of worms here. You know what's annoying is when you Counseling have. Counseling is in session. <laughs> is when you have fr- people who are your friend on Facebook, and then your mom, you you know, like, my mom posted something, and you're like, who liked that? And then you go to your mom's page, and you're like, who's friends with my mom on Facebook that I'm friends with? And like, you don't even really know my mom. Why are you following my mom? You don't know her like that. <laughs> Looking at all her photos. All her photos from Jamaica. And then my mom just befriends everyone on the internet. Like, everyone's her friend. Yep. <laughs> Good old Aunt Mary. Anyways. Love you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> she calls in, defending herself. You know what I'm wearing right now, Holly? My Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Broke these bad boys out. I'm about to come up there in a thong if you don't shut up. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So. I know we just keep talking about the lunar moon, but of course that just happened. It's a very, very current event because it was last night. Um, I did. I could stand by the door and watch it, which was great because I could see like straight up. I'm like, oh, sweet. I don't even have a step aside. But uh, it. It was cool because you could you could see like the eclipse happening, but then I forgot. Like someone told me you're not supposed to look into an eclipse, and I'm like, Oh yeah, because blind. I do what effort. I want. I, I know. That I'm too. just like, after a while, I'm like, man, my eyes kind of hurt. And then I didn't think about it until the next day today, and I'm just like, My eyes hurt. Oh, yeah, we're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Oops. Good thing I missed it. <laughs> I'd be like, mm. I mean, to be honest, from from where I stood, I was just like, yep, it's it looks kind of murky. It doesn't look red, that's for sure. It's a big shadow. I mean, it's cool looking, you know. And I was like, oh, well, good. Going with. So, and it's called a blood moon because it's supposed to be red, but then when you look at it, it's not red. It is. It is. That's you look at it, your eyes are bleeding. <laughs> My eyes hurt. Oh. <laughs> it, it is because if you have like the actual, you know, telescopic equipment, it is red. It's like oh, okay. blood red. It's just our at our distance. It's yeah. no longer. I mean, it's it's pretty damn red. Um, so of course, and and God dang this microphone. Um, sorry, we haven't technical difficulties. Sorry, guys. So again, just with like the last eclipse, the eclipse before that, and the eclipse before that, we've got some religious fanatic out here. Uh, Express.co.uk. Blood moon over America is a sign of the end of times. Shock claim. Uh, The January 2019 blood moon lunar eclipse is a biblical sign of the impending apocalypse. A prominent Christian preacher has astonishingly claimed. How is that astonishing? It's not. You knew this was going to (laughs) happen. 
The upcoming uh, total lunar eclipse, often dubbed the blood moon, uh, will paint the skies a menacing red color over vast swaths of uh, North and South America, Europe, and parts of Africa. The blood moon is expected to peak at the night of January 21st, uh, 2019, marking the second anniversary of President Donald Trump's inauguration. Uh, Biblical conspiracy theorists have now claimed the coincidental date is significant, with some going as far to claim the world, the end of the world uh, is coming. Chief conspiracist, conspiracist, I didn't even realize that was a word, Uh, evangelical uh, pastor Paul Begley from West Lafayette in Indiana warned his followers that the blood moon is a prophetic sign of the end of times. Uh, Pastor Begley is one of the many doomsday preachers who believe blood moons are biblical and uh, apocalyptic signs from the heavens. In his latest prophecy alert, Pastor Begley, I believe that this super blood moon directly over the United States on the second anniversary of President Trump being sworn into office is a prophetic sign. Um, It is going to be without a doubt a prophetic sign. Uh, Conspiracist Pastor Begley uh, points to a few critical passages in the Bible that mention the moon turning red. Uh, the most common cited passage is found in the book of Joel 2.31, where the sun turns into darkness and moon into blood. Uh, an almost identical passage is written down in the book of Acts 2.20. Another blood moon reference is also found in the book of Revelation that uh, describes the moon becoming as blood just before the end of the world. Is this an omen? Is it a sign of things to come in the following years? Well, it's definitely a sign of the end of times and America plays a key role in the end of times. I mean, we are the wings of an eagle in the book of Daniel and of Revelation. We will be the ones that are will help protect Israel during their time and they are being accosted and even being attacked uh, coming under siege. The Christian preacher stressed the January 2019 blood moon is a very significant moment in the history of the United States and in the history of the world. But despite the doom-laden prophecies, the blood moon eclipse is nothing to fear. Uh, a blood moon eclipse happens roughly once or twice a year when the moon crosses uh, the center of the Earth's shadow. See, I knew it happened. Uh, when this happens, the lunar orb vanishes from sight only to reappear glowing a bright red or orange hue. This change in color is the result of scattering sunlight ending around the edges of the Earth and filtering out blue wavelengths of light, leaving red to fall on the moon. The scattering effect is known as, yes, that's what it is, the Rayleigh effect. Because we had talked about that in the podcast before. It's, it's, it's a projection. The scattering effect is known as Rayleigh uh, scattering and is responsible for blue skies and red sunsets. Uh, the last blood moon eclipse took place on the night of July, 20, uh, July 27th, 2018, but was not seen from the United States. That's what it was. Okay. So, yeah. I, I knew I wasn't crazy. This has happened before. Crazy. Crazy. Happens once or twice a year. And every, even back then, like, I say back then, it was last year. (laughs) Back in July, there was someone saying that, oh, it's the end of times. Every time we have this Rayleigh scattering effect, every time the sky turns a funny color, I was like, I knew it! And it is the second anniversary of President Donald Trump's inauguration. That's a sign. (laughs) Even though it's not even listed in the Bible. Um, did you know China landed on the moon just recently? What? I did not. Yes. Did, did they paint China it? Chang's. China Chang. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to read this. Are we on Family Guy? <laughs> China's. <laughs> I can't. I give up. No. Uh, Chinese spacecraft. 
was the first to land on the far side of the moon. So there's difference between the two sides of the moon. Yeah. The far side. I guess this is the first time that anyone has ever landed on the far side of the moon. Was it the dark side of the moon? (laughs) They said it's more rough and uh, rocky on that side compared to the other side. And they're trying to figure out why the two sides are so different. So, um, wind patterns. (laughs) The wind hit real hard on the far side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the geology of the far side is rougher, more created, uh, and contains more ancient material than the near side. But I wonder, yeah, I wonder why it contains more ancient material than the near side. So when they say far side and near side, is that compared to Earth? Yes. Okay. But I again, I would think wind pattern because if there's more like if there's older soil on the top of the planets or the moon surface that has been there, then obviously the wind pattern doesn't pick up there. Or I'm not sure. I could be just totally making up bullshit, which I am, but. <laughs> this is this is a speculation. So they said that the, it this Chinese moonlander touched down in the largest, deepest, oldest crater. How'd they know that's the largest, deepest, oldest crater? Carbon testing over the whole moon. Yeah, have we tested the moon that much? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm I get it. Just speculating. <laughs> Shitty thing is, you can't really. How do you know that that's (laughs) the largest, deepest, oldest crater in the world? Come on, because my great, great, great granddad (laughs) landed here. (laughs) It's not like you can send Snopes out there and be like, verify that this is real news and not fake news. (laughs) Um, So they said the next phase of um, their lunar program is they will... Attempt to collect lunar samples and return them to Earth. Um, and it's due to launch in December next year. So now they're going to bring samples from the moon back to Earth. Um, no, I might sound stupid here, but when we landed in previously, like, the U.S. did we we must have took samples and brought them back, right? But we just don't have samples of the the far side because this is the first time that anyone's have ever landed. And maybe they're comparing the two, right? If you believe we landed on the moon the first time, <laughs> <laughs> well, we landed on it many times, right? Yeah, after so, that. Yeah, I don't know if I believe the first time. <laughs> A little fishy, but okay. Um, you made me rethink everything. I'm like, well, we landed all the other times, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I does, don't know. Does the moon really exist, Holly? That's why I was Ask like, yourself. Is this even a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. <laughs> Where are we? Is this planet Earth? <laughs> I don't know. Is the moonwalk even really the moonwalk? <laughs> the fake walk? Did Michael Jackson really die or just go home? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go home with David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, did they they say what, what they were testing for, or were they testing just to prove the age? Um, the gist of the article was just saying that it that they had landed on the far side of the moon, which was the first time ever, 
And comparing it to the near side and, and saying how different it was on both sides and, and how that made them curious about why each side was different because they figured that it would be the same all around. Right. Um. So now it sounds like they want to, to gather uh, some samples to collect to bring it back and, and test them, but it doesn't say exactly why. Um, it just says uh, around when they plan on doing it again. Hmm. I'm guessing it's just because to see if there's anything different than the near side, since the near side and the far side look so different. Right. That you'd probably want to test it anyways to compare, like, well, maybe there's something in this surface that's different too, you know? Right. Right. If it's exposed to more light or less light, wind exposure, you know, whatever. I was hoping on the far side there'd be some, like, Whoa, we found the cool creatures. Oh, I know. Like, they brought that, these photos. Those are Photoshop. No, man, it's for real. When you keep saying the far side, I keep thinking of the far yeah, side so from the comic strips. Oh. From the funny papers, like, the far side. <laughs> I love that bit. Then I think of the dark side of the moon. So, they don't ever send animals up there anymore, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, for robotics, there was a time where they were like, we're not sending any more people up into space. Then all of a sudden, we're sending people into space. Okay. Because hmm. I remember when they had announced that we were not, they were, were trying not to send any more human beings into space. And I was just like, oh, my dreams are crushed. <laughs> but now people are saying that, uh, one of my clients said the other day that in, uh, in 20, 2021, if you, Spend up. <laughs> yeah, X amount of money, you, they'll take you into space. Huh. And like, you know, Lance Bass tried to do that and they told him no when he was in mid-training because NASA was like, we are not a taxi service. <laughs> because they're like, we saw you uh, try to act like you were in outer space in one of your videos. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how you act in space. <clears throat> Wait, Lance Bass, was he in sync? Or was he? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I almost sang a Backstreet Boys song. Well, he really wanted to go to outer space. He did, yeah. There's videos of it, too, where he was doing the NASA training, like the <laughs> velocity training. Um, and uh, they really thought that he was going to go into space. He was blogging about it and stuff. And then, oh, like... I didn't know that. Yeah. It was when... Uh, it was after they had broken up. And he's like, this has always been a lifelong dream. <laughs> I hope so, because... <laughs> I just imagine him like in sync in space. <laughs> we want to do our new music video up there. We're just going to have Lance Bass. He's going to film it of himself. <laughs> Which they could totally stage that too. <laughs> but then Nothing you look at real. like uh, the Red Bull put somebody up in space. Shit. They did? Yeah, that guy that free fell from the outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Dude, watch it. It's phenomenal he's in like a pod just outside of the earth's atmosphere looking down at the earth and they just tell him the coordinates of where he's supposed to fall sky dive and he did and it was sponsored sky by red bull pod after he gets right back on the other side of like atmosphere of course, Red Bull would pay He's for like, someone to skydive under yeah, Earth and be like, "Got right your wings." Earth. Yeah, that's what it was. 
You guys have not seen this? No. Oh, my God. Somebody was talking about this on a show last week, and it was a real estate agent, and he, like, decided to go into flight school because of some cool shit that happened on a Red Bull video. Dude, it was insane. Well, how much does that cost to send someone to outer space for a minute so they could skydive? <laughs> Probably a Red Bull lot. Will a lot you won't let Lance Bass go to space. <laughs> That's why I'm like, Lance Bass is probably so pissed off right now. They're just sending anybody He's like, space. what? I could have teamed up with Red Bull and jumped from outer space into <laughs> Earth. I don't know if Red Bull was a thing. that It was, though, but not, they weren't as big as they are now. Uh, Red but Bull space dive. How long does it take to get that far up? They didn't show him going up, but they showed him falling. Red Fake. <laughs> Fake news. Fake. <laughs> the atmosphere ain't God, real. yeah. Uh, oh. Red Bull Stratus Project was a, a space diving project involving Austrian skydiver Felix uh, Bumgartner. Uh, flew <laughs> approximately 39 kilometers <laughs> into sorry. the stratosphere over New Mexico and the United States in a helium balloon before free-falling in a pressure suit and parachuting back onto Earth. Uh, looks like it took six minutes. Um, I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Did they team up with, you know, the security? Because wouldn't someone shoot him down? No. I see a UFO. <laughs> someone coming down from way too far up in the atmosphere. Well, in New Mexico especially, they were probably just like, listen, you're going to see something crazy. Please do not shoot it down. That is a human being. <laughs> That's yeah. why I think that they had to have the, uh, you know, coordinates land in this space oh, yeah. and you won't be shot down. So right now he's looking down from outside the earth? Yep. Holy shit. I wonder how much money he made. <laughs> I mean, they better yep. pay him a lot. There he goes. He's falling. How do you know when to pull the cord? <laughs> then, like, right? things burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, like, definitely that's, people. That's what weirds me out. I wonder if they had him in some, like, fire-resistant, crazy Earth suit. Well, 656 miles per hour. What about the, um... Estimated how, speed. How fast? Seven, 700 miles per hour. It keeps Shit. climbing. What about... Dude... Because you can't breathe when you're up a certain... Oh, well, he's got the equipment on. He's got space yeah. equipment on. Mm-hmm. He's got an oxygen tank. Dude, that's crazy. Is that him breathing? Yeah, I'd be scared shitless, too. 650 miles per hour. Could you imagine more than Not head first into the earth. Like, I would freak out and actually drivers. pull it way too uh, <laughs> high up in the air and then just kill myself on accident. Erreicht mit dem Blick nach Mission Control. Pull the cord. 100 feet fall, speed 729 and decelerating. Hey! That's so wicked fast. So did they team up with NASA? Yeah. Because my whole thing is, like, I don't think Red Bull has their own space station. No. They would have had to put him through, like, you know, intense training, I would think. At least some. Yeah. And then, uh, 
He pulls the cord at around three minutes. So, you know, he's entered. Well, then Who's paying for that? (laughs) Red Bull. Red Bull, you got too much money. (laughs) And he lands perfectly out of the Earth's surface. Hmm. That's craziness. Listen, Red Bull, since you don't have shit to do with your money, you have a bunch of it. Could you give me some? Please? You know how many things I that money could have gone towards? Like a new car for me, someone out of the, the Earth's <laughs> atmosphere so they can skydive a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have sent a man up there to bungee jump. But instead... <laughs> <laughs> bungee jump off a star. <laughs> Doing life wrong right now, Red Bull. Sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> here I'm gonna send you with all of these packages of food for her, you know, the Ethiopians, and then <laughs> you just like bungee jump, drop it, and like bungee back. Okay, altitude, right? Uh, Thanks, quarter, Red Bull. Ordinance, um, thirty six fifty nine. You better drop it in this kid's hand. He's gonna drop, drop it in your hand. You gotta put your hand out real quick. <laughs> He's got he headbutts the kid and kills him. Five, four. Three, two, ah! <laughs> he grabs the kid on accident. <laughs> Did you say thirty six fifty nine? Is that the Mister Allen's commercial? <laughs> I have no idea. I just made it up. He's, he's gonna drop the shoes, kid. You better get ready. I'm scared. You better stay right there. He's gonna headbutt you from that space. That boy turned into a man. <laughs> he grabbed spaceman food. It like all got to burn up in the atmosphere. Like this, this chicken wing is just a bone now. What the hell? I sorry, I got hungry on the way down. I dropped oh, the chips. I'm surprised I didn't make him drink a Red Bull in his space too. Well, he's like, we need to see the Red Bull can. It's not showing enough. You better show it. Do oh. over. That'd be great if he had like cans of Red Bull in his hand and no. just like threw them out and like, like <laughs> dropped up. There'd be real extra. Ah! Drop from space, fall down. Then you're gonna drink your Red Bull, but you have to show the brand because we're gonna zoom in and it's a commercial. And you have to s- use- you have to smile then and wink. Smile and we're wink. gonna have the Victoria's Secret angel wings just <laughs> sprawl out as soon as you drink off the can. You're going to, <laughs> to fall into Earth. <laughs> I just imagined a can of Red Bull hitting someone in the head at 700 miles per hour. Instant death. That's like a bullet. It's like, <laughs> yeah, their head explodes. It w- I feel like it would. It would. It seriously would. Um, we need to take a break for a second because I have to use the restroom. Um, <laughs> when we come back, she Red Bull gives me wings. <laughs> So shout out to Audible because I'm absolutely loving my app that I got for Christmas. And with with fiction books, I like to hold in my hand, but it's like self help books I like to listen to. So it's more of like a class, a lecture. I can retain it better. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and I didn't care for it. No, I it was, was going to ask how was that? It was berating, and. The, the way that it was versed, it just seemed like you're just, we get it. You don't give a fuck. Like, and you shouldn't give a fuck either because et cetera, et cetera. And it came off very um, pretentious. Okay. And uh, it was, I, I think it was just a really pretentious book about logic. 
that has a taboo title, and that's why it got sold. Right. By the way, you told me to... what was that one you told me? Um, Designing your life. Yeah, and I tried because you said you probably get the first one book or whatever download for free. Mm-hmm. And I went to go download it, and it said I needed um, to update update my. I'm trying to remember, update my phone or something like that to get the download. Anyways, my phone let, won't let me update anything. What? It's it hasn't let me update anything in a long time. For some reason, my phone is not letting me update. <laughs> so I'm like. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I can get this. Because I actually wanted to read it then one day. And uh, I forgot to tell you that I had that happen. Oh, I'm so sorry. So yeah, maybe. It's time to take that damn phone in. <laughs> For real. Because mm-hmm. you're missing out. That's a good book, too. She's, of course, talking about um, Designing Your Life by Bill Mer- Burnett. And that's um, <clears throat> about two engineers who uh teach a class at Stanford. Well, they teach several classes, but one in particular is about how to apply thinking like a designer to your life. So you you see your life in sections, and it's more about um, trying to, instead of just, I got to find my passion, I got to find my passion. No, you have to find your joy, and where do you start? And one of the first exercises is to break down your life into a dashboard. You know, you've got uh, work, play, love, and what was the other one? Um, work, play, love, and I couldn't remember the last one. But it's a dashboard about your life. So not all of them have to be on a full tank. But at the same time, if there's red lights in your dashboard, like, that's where you start. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, mine was play. There's only, like, one thing I can think of that I like to do just for the pure enjoyment is, like, cooking and entertaining for my friends. Right. But then again, like, like that's just it, you know. Um, and that's very important. You have to have that one thing that you do for just pure enjoyment for yourself mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. And then the second exercise is, like... Write 200 words about how you view life and then um, 200 words about how you view work. And then you'll start to have an aha moment and see where the two just do not coincide. So it's about why do you not like what you're doing now? What do you like about what you're doing now? And finding what makes you happy. And it doesn't have to be your work life. Um, So, yeah, that's by Bill Burnett. Um, and another author, um, but that is uh, Designing Your Life. And right now, I, I stopped listening to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck because I don't give a fuck about what this guy has to say. <laughs> but um, Help me so much, I stopped reading it. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, you don't give a fuck. I get it. Click. It was, <laughs> it was stupid. Um, but I'm, per recommendation of a friend, I'm um, listening to The Lies We Tell Ourselves um, by Courtney S. Warren. And it's about the art of self-deception um, and how to speak the truth, like how to face the truth and go from there. And also how you are limiting yourself by telling yourself lies. Um, and it, it's got a lot of great truths to it. And it's only if you listen to it in audiobooks, it's only four hours long. So I've almost got the whole thing done. And it is really, really good. She, she cuts the chase. Um, and she talks about uh, Sigmund Freud, how he put these, um, these women through a bout of 
extreme psychosis. Now, this is back when experimental testing, you know, there were no morals for that. You know, they experienced um, uh, so much psychosis that some of it left them paralyzed and just drove them insane. But he's the one who found that their symptoms lessened when you talked to them. So it's all about, like, we have to... Um, it was basically the start of therapy, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can't just hold things inside and lie to yourself and, um, cause things that go unexpressed will surface later. That sounds like logic, but it's things that we don't think about initially. Um, so, um, and always speak the truth. Um, it's a re- really good read so far. Um, like I said, I'll probably have it finished by the end of the tomorrow. Um, so the lies we tell ourselves by, uh, Courtney S. Warren, um, it's my book recommendation, guys. And that was an audible book, right? Yep, you can read okay. it too. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yep, there's a paperback. I'll probably check that out. I know I lie to myself often, so that yeah, we be all helpful. do. <laughs> we yeah, all do. it's just a human thing, you know. Um, but yeah, and they they talk a lot about codependency and um, just different in people who are emotionally unavailable and in all these things. Um, and like I said, she cuts the fat straight, no chaser. It's a really good read. So, yeah, I'm loving my Audible account. So, um, so yeah, I mean, in short, like, I I feel really good about this year, guys. I really, really do. I think we're going to take life by the horns this year. And um, I'm glad that we're coming out of the funk of 2018. Because I didn't have a 2018 until the last four months. Um. Well, I felt like the uh, 2018 started off okay for me. And then as it got towards the end of the year, it just like went to shit. Yep. And the beginning of this year, I see one thing I see that stands out is that money is coming in a little bit more for me in this first month, which is strange because it really hasn't been that long. But... It seems like I'm a little bit busier at work and I can put a little bit of money away more than I have, have, you know, in the past, recent past. And you said this this year is supposed to be, especially for women, good for money, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because right, as of right now, I have more money than I've ever had. In the last month or just yeah, in Yeah, just month? in this last month. Yeah, it's, it's strange because I'm like... Uh, you know, at one of my jobs, I'm like, usually I'll have a uh, some some downtime a little bit, but now I feel like I don't have as much downtime. And when I'm there, it's like go 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 and making more money, which is good. Um, and nice to see those checks where you're like, okay, I can put you know a little bit of chunk of change away and actually mm-hmm. have a safety net, right? So hopefully the the Year continues on this way. It will. It will. You got to believe it. Money flows easily into my life. And I am rich. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You're just on your check that way. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And at least put on the memo, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rich bitch. Yeah. Or. Rich bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I put for reaping what you sow. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That was very mm-hmm. good. It reminds me of um, 
I'm rich, bitch. Reminds me of uh, Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was like, I bought this baby straight cash. <laughs> like a little baby. Uh, that'd be one person I want to hang out with. Oh, Just, Dave like, sit down to mm-hmm. have coffee one time. He, like, he seems... Did you ever uh, watch comedians... Um, Drinking coffee or whatever yes, that show driving is. in cars. Yeah, yeah. Getting coffee with yeah, comedians. Like that, yeah. Some long obnoxious title with, with Jerry uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, which I like Jerry Jerry Seinfeld, but uh, he had Dave Chappelle on one time, and I watched that one and I found that really fascinating because his stage presence and then how he is as a person is you know two totally different things, and he's really knowledgeable and seems like a nice guy to hang out with. I always think of him in The Nutty Professor because he was that comedian that uh, that was heckling. Remember he had like the dreadlocks in his head? Him. Remember Eddie Murphy like got up and started making fun of him? No. I can't even remember that either. All I, I can think of is Dave Chappelle though. back in um, when he was in that one movie with uh, Jim Brewer. Oh, um, half baked. Yeah, half baked. Yeah. yeah, I just watched that like the With, week uh, before Mary Jane. <laughs> Dude, go back and watch the Nutty Professor. He was the comedian that he was like make. Remember, he was like, uh, "He must be on that new diet, slim, slow." No, <laughs> talk about how fat he is and pointing him out in the audience. Casey, you have a really good I memory. My, it, my yeah. memory's crap. Yeah. Well, my I dad loves horrible. that movie, so he kept watching it over and over. But I'm like, oh my god, that's a really young Dave Chappelle. And then he like took off his hat because he was going to fight uh, Eddie Murphy and he had like these little tiny dreadlocks like right in the center of his head and he's like I've heard of dreadlocks but shitlocks take that pile of shit off your head you kids go too far with the comedy I was thinking when you are talking about your friend that does the robotics I'm like I need that because I can I can't remember a lot of things yeah I'm same here I walked I mean, into a room the other day volunteer to be her you know I got her business card rat. right here guinea pig Email me if you ever need an experiment. Yeah, right? <laughs> I will be your lab rat. Please tinker with my brain. I will be your lab rat. That sounds like song. Despite all I my rage, I will be your rat in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> she gets like a human-sized kennel. There you go. Here's some cheese. We're going to leave you on here for a week. <laughs> oh. I'm going to turn off all the lights. Good night. <laughs> you get a blanket, but no mattress. Dude, did you guys see Split with James McAvoy? Mm-mm. No. What is that? Is that a show or a movie? Yeah, we were, she's just looking at us like, page today. like yeah, because we have uh, no touch with reality. <laughs> Casey's like, I'm over here on this amazing world. <laughs> well, the movie that's in, in theaters now, Glass, it's supposed to be the movie before it. Oh. Wait. Like, what's Glass? Glass was a movie already. <laughs> yeah, it is a movie. This is the movie before it. But what's Glass? This is the it's prequel? A, it's it's a prequel? in theaters now. It's um, it's huh. about, uh, you remember, did you see Unbreakable? What's unbreakable? <laughs> the oh, yeah. Shyamalan movie? Okay, so, so are you talking about the one where the, all the people come together? No, it's the one where he's, um, Bruce Willis survives that uh, train crash. I have no idea. Okay, I, so it's the prequel to Unbreakable, and that's called Glass. It's, it's actually the sequel to Unbreakable, and well, I shouldn't have said that because that becomes a cliffhanger. Because nobody knows it, well, but well, you do now. <laughs> you definitely need to see it. I know you guys especially would love it, and I'm dying to talk to you about this I movie. Loved Unbreakable. Um, you would love this movie. So James McAvoy, who is excellent, um, 
He plays someone with split personalities. Wait, Ooh. that's schizos. Are that's so the one interesting. When I was at the movies last, they did a preview for, and I'm like. Wait, that's that guy who just has the split personalities in that last movie. What was the movie that he had just of himself? Oh, where he was like the murdery guy yeah. that turned into like yeah. a beast. What was that movie guy? called? Yeah, that was Split. That was Split? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I saw yeah. that one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm never ever going to remember the title of that movie as long yeah, as I Yeah, because Jess and I are over here again. like stoners. Like, uh, we saw this one movie. That <laughs> I, mean, I am a stoner. That kind of sounds similar to your movie. <laughs> we, well, I had never seen it before because we were going to go see Glass over the weekend because um, we knew that it's actually the in the movie that comes before it. Because uh, you see Bruce Willis at the very end of Split. Um, <clears throat> that kind of leads into that. But Oh. Uh, anyway. I about that. That was, that was a great movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forget everything. It was just fascinating. I saw whole... that one in theaters. I saw Split in theaters, but I forgot what the name was. But I liked that movie. It was, it was really, good. really good. I mean, it was, you know, people like to rag on M. Night Shyamalan, but I think it's that mob mentality when you have two bad it movies. It's just like, oh, he sucks. Yeah. Like, well, or, Lady in the Water, I really did not like. A lot of people didn't. And there was another one I can't remember now. The Village? It, yeah. I don't think I ever... That Casey, sucks. I think you told me what the ending was of that. Oh, yeah. But I never that. really saw it all the way through. But there was a couple ones of his that I'm like, mm, all that hype and then the end is just so disappointing. Yeah. You have such a good uh, premise and then you get to the the punch. The twist. The end. And it was just like... Right, yeah. I feel I feel like the village and Lady in the Water were definitely those, but I thought Signs was great, um, Unbreakable was great, um, and and Switch was very very good. And it was one of those. It was scary. I mean, it was legitimately scary, but it didn't have like in your scary, face. Scary like lore. Split or that's what I'm saying. The split was scary. Oh, I think you're talking about Unbreakable. No, no, Unbreakable wasn't scary. Oh. Um, but uh, it just had that creepy factor. The whole thing was just freaking like it made you want to crawl out of your skin. I was like, "This yeah. is a really, really good flick." Um, so yeah, we t- we saw that over the weekend, and uh, oh, it was really good. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to go see Glass, but it had that snowstorm, and I'm like, "Dude, I'll give you the ticket money if we just stay home. I'm not right? going anywhere." No, I was not about to leave my house on Mm-mm. Saturday. No, I was way. gonna smoke weed, work, and drink, and. <laughs> Binge watch A Handmaid's Tale, which, aw- oh awesome. my God, that show is amazing, by the way. Handmaid's Tale. So it's on Hulu. And then also, like, I've had a lot of time the last couple weekends to stay up till five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I binge watched Castle Rock, which is the Stephen King and M. Night Shemlon show. And that is on Hulu as well. Oh, cool. So Hulu, like, they've come out with some good, sh- well, okay, they've come out with two really good shows so far. I think it's Hulu. Wait. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hulu. Um but yeah, so I don't know. Handmaid's Tale is amazing. It's about basically the gist of it, and that's not really giving anything away, is you know, in whatever America decides to take on going back to like basically medieval times when and it's obviously all christian run like super hardcore women aren't allowed to work read books do anything they're going in reverse yeah but it's modern day you know so it's like 2019 in the show and uh 
dude, like if you like Game of Thrones and all the crazy, crazy shit that happens in that, like you're <laughs> really going to love the show because it is so disturbing. So, 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 I'm definitely so disturbing. Out now. It is tale. really, 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 really good. Like in the season three comes out in April. So if you binge watch it, you still have like hope on the horizon for everything to come out in a couple months anyway. You Sweet. Know? Um, speaking of creepy, did you guys see you on Netflix? Uh-uh. Yes. Did you, did you like it? I loved it. Um, I love yeah, what's Y-O-U. his name. So uh, it's you, but I'm trying to remember. Uh, what's the guy's name? The main character? He was from remember. Gossip Girl. Uh, uh I don't know what his real name is. I'm, I'm trying to remember what his character name is either. But it, yeah, it's about that. this uh, guy who becomes obsessed with this girl, and he, he kind of like stalks her for a little bit so before he definitely before he <laughs> he pursues her. Like he wants to know everything about her so he can try to mold himself in, into her world. And then you have to watch it. I don't want. Well, I thought it was away. so he he wouldn't get hurt because his ex like really did a number on him or something. And so he was like, well, what are you about? Because people, you know, and he was like going on our social media. Who are you really? Because everybody's fake on Facebook. You know, it's like uh, takes everything off of someone's personality that he's into. And yeah, kind of reason to them as far like a uh, how do you you say that? Like a, a psychological he gets into their brain and tries to figure out based on, oh, you do this because of this, and, yeah. and tries to read them very in depth. Uh, and he, but he uses it to his advantage so that he can kind of um, tweak her a little bit so that he can get with her because mm-hmm. he definitely used a lot of the things that he found out about her to get into her world. Yeah, you know what, you're right. So. Uh, you have to watch it. It's season one right now. They're working on a second season. Uh, there's a lot of parts where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't like this guy. But then there's some parts where you're like, okay, well, I'm a little confused. Like, yeah. you're. <laughs> but I love I don't like how it made me feel. Because like I was like, oh my God, he's such a sweet guy. Look, he's doing this. And like yeah. two minutes later, like, like he's doing some really heinous do? shit. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> you have to watch it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're coming out with a season two, and I like that show so much that I binge watched it. I, I, how many episodes were there in that season one? Mm. But they were, I think they're each an hour long. I watched all of them except for two, which I watched the next morning. Yeah. I watched all of them in one night. <laughs> and Holy watched crap. two the next day. It was that good. Yeah, yeah I like turn it. away. But one of my friends didn't like it, and she's like, "Oh, this guy's weird, and I don't like the show." And they're, you know. Only a couple of people said they didn't like. Well, go back show. to watching Pokemon. <laughs> we like psychological <laughs> shit. That's deep. Uh, yeah, I liked it. You, yeah, you. No, it was really good. <laughs> Ooh. And uh, I'm like you, <laughs> you, me. You, you. All right, it's four minutes after eleven. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Watch List. I'm Casey Pierce. I'm Holly and Jess. Good night, guys. Good night.